It's time for All Things Gardening with Charlie Nardozzi, brought to you by Vermont Victory Greenhouses and Gardener Supply. Good morning, Charlie. Good morning, Mary. It's the first Sunday in December, and you know what that makes me think about? What's that? That plant that you and I pronounce differently. I say poinsettia and you say poinsettia. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the poinsettia, the one that's mostly mispronounced, but that's okay. We all know what we're talking about, that beautiful plant for the holidays. Uh, so it is native to southern Mexico in Central America. Uh, it grows down there as a shrub, kind of a big shrub. And I've actually seen it growing as a shrub. It's kind of wild to see it and when you go down there in November and December when it's colorful. Uh, it's really cool. Uh, the Aztecs used to use it for dyes and for medicinal qualities too. It became known to the folks here in the United States through Joel Poinsett. He was the U.S. ambassador to Mexico in 1820s, and in 1828, he brought some cuttings back to South Carolina, where his home was, and that started the whole revolution of poinsettias being part of the holiday tradition. Of course, the, the bracts, which are those modified leaves that has the color, they form that color in, re, in response to shorter days, and, and that's why it looks so beautiful around December and January. So poinsettias now are a worldwide phenomena, and Paul Ecke Ranch in California actually grows 70 percent of the poinsettias uh, that we see in grocery stores and garden centers and other places. And they have a whole host of colors now, well beyond the traditional red and whites. There are pink ones, purple ones, burgundy ones, orange ones, yellow ones, bicolored ones. They have all different types, some little mini ones too. Some of the new varieties include Jador, which has beautiful soft pink bracts. Uh, Premium Marble has yellow and pink colored bracts on them. Uh, Autumn Leaves is a cool one because that has the burnt orange colored bracts. And Winter Rose has that ruffled kind of look on the leaves. And there are many ones that only grow three to five inches tall. And they're great in combinations with other holiday plants. When you bring them home, you want to make sure they're in a full sun location in a cool, let's say, 60 degree room until you're ready to, to put them on display. And you also want to take off that wrapper that's around them and either keep that pot that you have there or take the whole plant and pot and put it inside a decorative plot. Uh, that way it'll look a little bit better, but you don't want to transplant it per se. Uh, you want to make sure the drainage holes are open. You want to keep it well watered, but not really wet. So let it dry out a little bit between waterings and it'll last until late winter. Now at that point, you can either toss it and compost it, or you can try to get it to bloom again next year. And the way to do that is to cut it way back in the spring, put it outside in a full uh, part sun location, water it, fertilize it, get it nice and bushy. And then the end of September, bring it inside and put it in a dark location for 14 hours a night. It has to be 14 hours. It has to be completely dark. So in a closet or under a bag. During the day, you bring it back out in the light. You do that back and forth for four to six weeks until the bracts start turning colors. Then you can bring it out. I'd rather just buy a new one. Oh my gosh. Are we supposed to re remove that foil thing that comes with it? Maybe that's my problem. I always leave that the wrapper. If you can remove that foil, that's good because that blocks the drainage holes and so it doesn't necessarily drain water well and gets too wet and that can rot it out. Oh, gosh. Okay. I'll remove that this year. Uh, Cheryl in Winooski has a question about overwintering lavender. Cheryl writes, I have a couple different types in my garden beds. I have started to mulch them with wood chips and shavings, but I'm not sure how deep I need to mulch them to make sure I protect them. Any tips for Cheryl and what are the best varieties for the area? 
Yeah, for our area, the English lavenders, so Hidcote and Munstead are, are probably the best ones, the hardiest ones we can grow. Put them in a protected spot, and then, as she's saying, cover them with wood chips. I would just bury them. You know, if you have enough wood chips, bury the whole plant. Even if you just can bury uh, six to eight inches or 10 inches or so of the plant, that's fine too. You want to protect the crown so that they'll grow back next spring. You can prune them hard, and they'll be beautiful for you for next year. Any questions for Charlie about your garden, send them to us for montpublic.org. Search All Things Gardening and submit your question in the post. Thanks, Charlie. You're welcome, Mary, and I'll be seeing you in the garden. <laughs>